Today on Drawing Near, we hear a declaration from the throne in heaven. For longer than any human can know, there has been conflict and rebellion. Sin has been woven into the fabric of everything on earth and in the heavens. It began in heaven with Lucifer and spread from there. But in today's study, God's gracious plan to offer forgiveness to fallen mankind and to cleanse creation from sin is complete. So take your Bible and join me as we take in by faith what we will experience one day as God's people. Turn to the Revelation of Jesus Christ, chapter 21, and let's look at all things new. Before we begin reading God's Word, let's pray together. Our Father in heaven, thank you for this day, another opportunity to worship and serve you, to explore and experience your grace and mercy and love in our lives. But not simply to take it in, but having taken it in, to express it to others, to put on display in a visible way all that you have done for us so that they might see your glory and your goodness. I pray, Father, that we would not only put this on display visually, but we would verbally and boldly proclaim your truth, share your gospel, encourage people to turn away from sin and to receive the forgiveness that is found in Jesus Christ alone. Open our eyes to your word today. Help us to appreciate what it is that we read. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. As we study the book of Revelation, we need to keep in mind that what we're reading is prophecy, John's vision given to him by the Lord Jesus Christ himself. Because it is prophecy, some of the things in this book read as if they have already been accomplished, while other things are phrased for the future. So even as we get to the end of this book, there are warnings against sin mixed with the declarations of the victory that is to come. This passage is one of those types of passages. In our previous study, we finished with these words, God himself will be with them and be their God, and God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. There shall be no more death, nor sorrow, nor crying. There shall be no more pain, for the former things have passed away. I think that's a passage every believer needs to burn in their heart. It is important for us to always keep before us the certain fact that one day all that we experience due to sin will be past. All things will be made new. In Revelation 21 verse 5, we read these words, Then he who sat on the throne said, Behold, I make all things new. We are told in this verse, that the one who is speaking is on the throne. I'm assuming that this is God the Father. It may be the Lord Jesus Christ. All things will be delivered into his hands one day. But the one who sits on the throne says, Behold, look, it's as though his arms are being held before him in invitation to all those present to gaze upon the new creation that has just come into being. Behold, I make all things new. It is the Lord God himself who is able to create out of nothing. It is only the Lord God, Father, Son, Holy Spirit, 
who together can make all things new. I like new things. Now, I'm not talking about I like new possessions like a new car or something like that. I like new beginnings. I like it when the old, the things that we have tried and failed or prior efforts are left behind. I like a new fresh start. And this is the fresh start of all fresh starts. God says, behold, I, no one else, make all things new, not some things new. This is a fresh beginning like there has never been a fresh beginning. All things are new. And what makes this fresh beginning unique is the fact that it comes after a cleansing. It's just not a creation. It's a new creation, just like it was in the very beginning of God's creation. Not the beginning of God's creation of mankind, but at the beginning of God's creation of everything, of heaven, of the angels, the creation of everything. I make all things new. And then the one on the throne said, Write, for these words are true and faithful. These words are the words of God. They could be nothing but true and faithful. But the one on the throne wants to emphasize to John the importance and the truthfulness and faithfulness of these words and the one who is speaking them. In verse 6, we see these words. And he said to me, It is done. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. I will give of the fountain of the water of life freely to him who thirsts. He who overcomes shall inherit all things, and I will be his God, and he shall be my son. When I read the words in verse 6, it is done. I'm immediately in my mind transported to the cross. We're on the cross before Jesus gives up his spirit. He declares it is finished. I think these are parallel, or I think these are bookends. Jesus Christ on the cross did everything that was necessary to bring about this new beginning. When he says it is finished, he says, I have paid the price necessary to redeem lost humanity and to make all things new. In verse 6, the one on the throne says, It is in fact now finished. It is done. And we hear the words that we've heard before in this book. I am the Alpha and the Omega. I am the first letter of the Greek alphabet. I am the last letter of the Greek alphabet. I am the beginning of all things. I am the end of all things. And I am everything in between. In me, everything exists. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. And then we have a faithful and true promise, for the one on the throne says it's faithful and true. He says, I will give of the fountain of the water of life freely to him who thirsts. Redemption is freely offered to all who desire it, who recognize their need, their thirst. God freely offers salvation to all sinners. No one has an excuse for not receiving the grace of God through faith in Jesus Christ. He offers the fountain of the water of life freely to the one who is thirsty, to the one who recognizes his need. In verse 7, we're told, He who overcomes shall inherit all things, 
and I will be his God, and he shall be my son. Throughout the book of Revelation, there has been a call to overcoming, to enduring until the end. As modern-day believers, we are surrounded by the idea that all we have to do is pray a little prayer, get dipped in a little bit of water, and everything will be okay. Now, maybe that's an oversimplification on my part, but that's the idea. You don't have to really work at it. You don't have to try. We forget the words of the Lord Jesus, that in order to be his disciple, we need to count the cost, or we need to deny ourselves and take up our cross daily and follow him. Faith in Jesus Christ is not just trusting in what he did on the cross to save us, but that trusting in what he did on the cross to save us continues to grow in our life, that faith continues to grow in our life as we follow him, as we seek to overcome sin in our life, overcome the world's influence, overcome the temptation of Satan, the roaring lion seeking to devour. We need to understand God calls people to faithful living, to faithful service. Over and over again in the New Testament, when the day of the Lord, when the second coming of Jesus Christ, when judgment is expressed and explained, we are called in light of that information to give ourselves to purity and holy living, to be like Jesus. And we are told in verse 7, he who overcomes shall inherit all things. There's the promise. Be an overcomer, inherit all things. How do we overcome? Faith in the Lord Jesus Christ and faithfulness. And God says, I will be his God and he shall be my son. But then we're told in verse 8, but the cowardly, unbelieving, abominable, murderers, sexually immoral, sorcerers, idolaters, and all liars shall have their part in the lake which burns with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. If you claim to be a follower of the Lord Jesus, but continue to live willfully and knowingly in sin, if you are cowardly, unbelieving, if you partake in abominable acts, if you are a hater, a murderer, if you are sexually immoral, if you take part in sorcery, idolatry, if you are a liar and a hypocrite, you will burn in the lake of fire. We need to make that clear. We don't want anyone to be deceived by a false gospel. When we trust in Jesus for the forgiveness of our sin, Jesus breaks the power of sin in our lives. We can live for Jesus Christ. We can grow in faithfully following him. Praise God for the victory that we have in Jesus Christ. Praise God for the newness that is to come. And it is certain, it is coming. God will make all things new. His words are faithful and true. We can trust in them. Father in heaven, thank you for your word. Thank you for your faithfulness, your truthfulness. We thank you, Father, that you are a God we can trust in, we can count on, and that you clearly make known to us all the things necessary for our life and our godliness. Thank you for the great salvation purchased by Jesus Christ on the cross. We thank you that he did everything necessary for our salvation and forgiveness of sin. 
But we thank you also, Father, that even now you are continuing to work to redeem lost humanity. Your plans and purposes are going forward to their ultimate conclusion. That day when you say, it is done, I make all things new. Father, help us, help all of your people to remain faithful, to strive to be faithful followers of the Lord Jesus Christ all the days of our lives, looking forward to the day when Jesus Christ himself will come back, meet us in the air, and we will forever be with him. We thank you for this knowledge. We thank you for these truths. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Thank you for studying with us today. You can subscribe to these podcasts on Apple iTunes, Google Play, or the Facebook page Drawing Near. Drawing Near is a ministry of FBC Tip City, provided with the hope that we will draw near to God and He will draw near to us.